the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. It's Randy Adams, com. I hope you're having a great morning. I guess I'm going to have some two pretty good shows today. I walked out of my house this morning, and I had a flat tire. I'm glad I was pretty close to being on time because I had to go out there and change it. And then it fell off the jack. I think the devil's trying to keep me out of the radio business. Who knows? I know that it was against all odds that I have a radio show called Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Nobody believed in my show. Nobody wanted me to do it. All my friends, all my relatives, all my employees, everybody I know said, you're crazy to do what you want to do. Well, the good Lord got and stayed with me, and he kept pushing me on and pushing me on, and every door was shut, and finally there was a little door open in one San Antonio station that believed that I could do some good. And they wasn't worried about losing all their car dealers because of the message that I have. I give you the dirty little secrets on buying and selling cars, what's going on in the market, what to look for, how to be prepared mentally, physically, spiritually, biblically, all of it together. Because I tell you, and I, I thank you, listeners. I've had so many people call, so many people come by, and it's not me. They think that I'm something special. I'm not. I'm not special at all. But when you let the good Lord and the Holy Spirit work in your life, they maybe maybe He makes you look special. I don't know, but I'm not special. If you knew me before, I knew Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You 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 wouldn't know me now. I'm one at one eighty at least, in a different direction. One eighty from a taker to a giver. You ever had that reckoning day? The reckoning day in your life? I hope you do. Because I've had a reckoning day in my life when I totally forgave my dad. I totally forgave everybody around. <coughs> Excuse me, I tell you. It made a big difference in my life. There's there's a reckoning day in your life. Another reckoning day in my life. I was driving down to get on an airplane, and I'd catch a 6 o'clock flight going to Dallas, Texas to go buy cars. And usually I had stuff up there to sell, and I was always picking up cars and buying and selling back and forth to Dallas. And, of course, I've always done it in the San Antonio area. But I'm on my way going to the airport, praying in the Spirit, because let me tell you something. You know, you got to trust these airplanes. you got to trust the pilots. And you got to be prepared. And I've been on a couple of airplanes that uh, one of them we didn't think we were going to make it to Austin, and another one we didn't think we were going to stop in Dallas. So I've been there, done that, done all that stuff. So I'm praying in the Spirit going down the road, and all of a sudden I had a reckoning moment. I realized that if I was dead, I'd be in hell before I received Jesus Christ. I realized that I was going to heaven. And I talked about it. On, I, I have the show on KSLR from 9 to 10. So after this show, if you want to listen, and it's a different show. I do a different show for KSLR. Tune in 9 to 10. Tell your friends and neighbors. Hey, and you've got people out of state. Tell them to go to KSLR.com. And I guess KSLR has an app. They can do an app on their, on their telephone. Uh, I'm learning a lot about electronics. I'm not a, a car guy. But anyway... I'm riding down the road, and I screamed for at least five minutes with joy, realizing how many times I've been run over by a pickup, thrown out of the back of a pickup, uh, all kinds. I mean, just how many times could we be dead today? Unbelievable number, but the Lord saves us for some reason. Maybe it's for this radio show. Maybe it's for my ministry. Maybe it's for helping people off drugs and alcohol. I don't know. But I know one thing, my life has changed. 
that reckoning day of forgiveness in my heart to my Father and everybody around. Hey, we're all in this together. We, we need to love each other, care for each other, treat everybody like we want to be treated. And that, of course, that gets back to the car dealers who want everything their way, who want even playing field whenever they buy something, but not when they sell you something. They don't want you educated. They don't want you to know the trade secrets. They don't want you to know what's going on in the business. They don't want you to know how they sell on your emotions. You know, and and I just see so much in the Bible every day that wakes me up that I see more and more of what's going on in this world. And just like Jeremiah 6.10, the word of the Lord is offensive to them. They find no pleasure in it. There's some people that don't like my show because I put Scripture in it. You know, if your mind's messed up, you can't make good decisions. You ever been so mixed up you don't know what to order? You're so mixed up you don't know what to buy? So mixed up that you got to have something that, you know, but it's, you don't care about it? Six months later, you've lost that love and feeling. Oh, man. I see these guys buy these high-dollar cars, and they park them way out in the parking lot. And then uh, three, four, five months later, they get a little closer. And then all of a sudden, they're parking at the front door of H-E-B. They're not worried about dings and scratches and this, that, and the other. But they love that car so much, they don't mind walking you know, 400 yards. They're going to park it out of the way so nobody parks it next to it. We had a joke going around another station that one of the account managers, he had to have a SS Camaro. He got four kids. Where are you going to put four kids in an SS Camaro? Are you kidding me? And then I pulled up to the station, and he's got it parked way in the back, way in the back. And I and I told him, oh, man, and I, I was listening. Me and Vic, the guy that does some commercials for me, I said, hey, Vic, do you see Arnie's car parked way in the back? And he said, yeah, I've been thinking about going back there and parking next to him just to see what he has to say. Well, about three or four months later, I've whipped into the station. They want to see me about something. And I whip in there, and I look up. Arnie's car is parked in the parking lot next to everybody else. So I went in there, and I sung my song. You've lost that love and feeling. Everybody laughed. They thought it was funny. Why? Because they knew what I was talking about. They listened to my show, too, because everybody drives a used car. You know that? Everybody drives a used car. I mean, you don't think so? I got news for you. Purchase one, a new one, <clears throat> and then drive it off the showroom floor or over the curb, go down the road, keep it about three days, and drive it back to where you bought it. Tell them, I've decided I don't want this one anymore. What will you give back? Now, I've had so many people say, well, you know, you got 72 hours. Let me explain that so we got that straight today. Well, you got 72 hours if they deliver it to your door. But if you hearken the door when you sign that contract, guess what, Bubba? You're in prison for 84 months. 72 months? Or were they talking 48 months, and they just had the figures twisted? When you were talking about how many months and how much money and what's going on, this, that, and the other, maybe they, you know, they didn't mean to. I lie like a dog. They didn't mean to. They kept talking 48 months, and they signed you up for 84 months. You can't even keep a relationship for three years. I've got a buddy who's been married three times, and he's got an 84-month payment on his truck. And I was harassing him. I said, now, how many times have you been married? Three. I said, well, how long does the, long last, the one last the longest? He said, five years. I said, yeah, but it took you a year to get a divorce, didn't he? He said, yeah. So I said, y'all were happy about three years, wasn't you? Yeah. I said, now you're going, to have, you're going to have a relationship with a banker in a truck for 84 months? And I said, the way you drive, do you think that you, how many miles are you going to have in 84 months? You know, you put 4,000 miles a, a month on a vehicle, don't you? Yeah, I do. I said, you ever added that up? You're going to have 350,000 miles on that truck? Do you want to keep it that long? Oh, no, I don't keep them until 100,000. I said, okay, let's add this up. 48 months, you're going to have 200,000, and you keep them to 100? He said, yeah. 
I said, so 24 months, you're going to have 100,000 miles, and you'll be ready to get rid of this truck. He said, yeah. I said, what you, what's the guesstimation you're going to owe in 24 months? He said, I don't know. You take off 750 a month. He said, you know, I'm probably still going to owe 40, 45 on the truck. I said, oh, great, and it's going to be worth 30. Well, I hadn't thought of it that way. You can't keep a relationship for three years. Now you got a relationship with a banker and your vehicle for 84 months. We need to think these things out. How long are you going to keep a car? What's it going to be worth when you get through? What's the average of keeping it? Why do you buy a three-quarter ton four-wheel drive diesel pickup to haul air around? You know, buy your trailer. put it, Hook it up to whatever you got if you need to have a pickup. But too many people don't examine their purchases, don't examine their decisions. Make today pay off tomorrow. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. I'm going to open up the phone lines. Hey, there's no dumb questions. The only dumb questions are the ones you don't ask. I've, I've been on the radio now over two years. There's no telling how many questions I've answered, how many people I've talked to, and I've never had a dumb question. Because everybody's situation's different, everybody's lifestyle's different, everybody's needs are different. So give us a call. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly about the car business. This is 9.30 a.m., the answer. Give us a call, 210-308-8867. No dumb questions. The only dumb ones are the ones you don't ask. 210-308-8867. We'll talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. Your first ride, your last ride, what's your dad's. Hey, guy that drives, drives me, Roger Santos, love the guy. He talked about a 63 Impala that his dad had, He re, first car that he remembered his dad had. And it was an SS white with red interior. Man, I had one of them. I remember those cars all there. They're pretty cars in my opinion. I like 63 better than I like 62 or 64, but I really like 61 the best. So anyway, I'm a 61 fan. I don't know why. I was only 12 at that time, but I love 61 Fords and 61 Chevrolets. 61 Pontiac, 61 Dodges. I just like all the cars in 61. I don't know why. You ever had that feeling? Am I an emotional person about cars? Boy, I'm going to tell you, if you knew me before when I was a taker, not a giver, you you would have seen I had to have the best and the baddest and the greatest. And, man, I just, you know, I tried to outdo him. Man, Jones just tried to keep up with me. Man, was I a mess. I tell you what, I... In, you just never get enough. You ever been there? Just never get enough. Nothing suits you. Nothing's the right way. Oh, man. I love being a giver. My life's changed, and I hope your decisions start to you examine your decision. Understand what, where you're going and what you're doing. And it's so hard in the car business because they're so trained. You're a part-time buyer going against full-time trained assassins that are taught to take every available dollar they can get off of you, trained to work you on your emotions, your pride, your greed, your selfishness, your keeping up with the Joneses. They work so hard to put you together because they want every available dollar. Hey, they get, salesmen get 25% of the profit after pack. Oh, my, I went a little discussion on that. What's pack? Pack's that money. But And I had a salesman up last Saturday, came to my lot. Saturday afternoons I've been working, and so I had this guy come, been listening to my shows, both of these on in the morning, and he came up there and he said, he used to sell cars. And and his wife was, was talking and I was talking, and uh, she said, I heard you say after pack at one of your shows. What does that mean? I said, that's, that's the profit. And her husband said, yeah, he's chime right in. That's the profit that the salesman can't participate in, but it goes to the owners and the dealerships. And some of these packs are twelve to twenty two hundred. So the salesman is he has to make over pack and lots of times like I say, that's twelve to twenty two hundred over that pack to get his twenty five percent of the profit of the car. So he's got to get every available dollar he can get off of you because he needs that money, wants that money to put it in the into the deal and put it in his pocket. So when you walk in there, you you're a, you're not trained. You're not ready. Too many people wake up on a Saturday morning just like this beautiful foggy Saturday morning with a little light drizzle. 
And they said, I don't have nothing else to do. I'm going to go buy me a car. Oh, man, aren't you prepared? Aren't you educated? Aren't you so smart? And you, and the bad part about it, we love the brilliant people. We know we love the people that know it all. Come on in here. Yeah, you're so right. You know what you're doing. Come on in here and sign right up here. Sign this contract for 84 months. I tell you what, I don't think anybody's realizing, you know what? Uh, that's we'll be fighting the next election time you get through paying for this car. You'll be in another decade time you get through paying for this car. You think you're going to love it that long? And what man makes breaks? Talking to two gentlemen at, at my Toyota store uh, yesterday, and they were quizzing me because of diesels. And his son was driving a diesel. And he asked me about this dealer, and I said, I don't do business with that dealer. And he said, well, why not? I said, well, there's just some reasons. Don't really want to say. He said, well, we bought a truck from him. We bought extended warranty. And they told us, oh, man, this extended warranty covers everything. You don't have to worry about nothing. Well, high pressure pump came apart, and they do come apart. And when they do come apart, hold on, Bubba. They had part of it paid, but not another over $6,000 came out of their pocket. And now they're still finding a few little issues that's not covered under extended warranty. I had a friend of mine tell me the other day, he said, if you wanted to get rich quick, what would you do? I said, legal or illegal? He said, well, I want to be legal. Well, do you want to be it right or wrong? He said, what do you mean right or wrong? I said, well, there's some ways of getting rich that's wrong that's legal. He said, I don't understand where you come from. I said, well, here's here's the deal. If I wanted to get rich quick and it, kind of get in the gray area of, of things, you know, not the truth, not exactly right, what would I do? I'd, I'd start an extended warranty company, and I'd tell everybody in the world, hey, man, I put fear in their life. I'd say, hey. You know what? If the motor goes out, it's going to cost you $10,000. Transmission goes out, it's going to cost you $3,000. But for $1,500, I'm going to give you extended warranty for 50, 100,000 miles. And we just go out here and we just sell everybody. Oh, man, I'd put it on radio. I'd be gathering all this cash up. Then I'd go file bankruptcy. He said, what? I said, yeah, that happens all the time. And I hear these ads, too good to be true. Too good to be true? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, we're going to cover your car, and you don't have to worry about it. But when they file bankruptcy, Bubba, guess what? They don't pay none, zero. And that's the way it happens. Well, these too good to be true. There's some ads right now going on in San Antonio. They're giving away money so you'll show up. Have they burned everybody? Because there's nobody walking in the door. Do they have to get on TV and give 3000 a weekend to beg customers to show up, to give gifts away? Are they telling the truth? 80% of the dealers in San Antonio will rip you off. 20% will tell you the truth. I know the 20%. I deal with the 20%. The 80%, I don't need their business. And they don't want my business because they don't like the way I, I do business. If it's not right, I'm not going to do it. And, you know, and that's just it. I'm not going to pay these used car managers on the table, and there's a bunch of that that goes on. I'm not going to take them on big hunting and fishing trips all over the country and pay for it and give them a bunch of cash so they can spend money on it. There's so many, so much going on in the used, cars, used car business. It's unbelievable. If your word's no good, you're no good. You can lose your reputation overnight. But these too-good-to-be-true ads... They're, they're everywhere. And you know what? I've, I've explained this. Maybe I need to bring it up again. There's some ads out there that are illegal. But the dealers make so much money on them, they just figure a forty, fifty thousand $50,000 fine from the state in on the budget. They sell so many cars on those false ads. They make so much money, and they don't mind paying that $40,000 fine from the state because they make two, three, four million. Well, but the dealers that'll advertise it right, tell you the truth, they just do it right. And the the state don't have to come down on them because they're going to do it right. Well, take my advice and do what your little heart desires. I see so many people dealing with these guys that'll spin you. 
spin you. Well, I've, that came up with the question during the week. I get so many people talking to me. And just like that people, you know, the guy that had the extended warranty and nothing's getting paid on it, a little bit got paid. That's about a $12,000 deal when the high-pressure pump went out. He had to pay a little over 6000 They paid 6000 Yeah, it saved him some money in the, on the extended warranty. But he didn't know what could happen on these diesels. Yeah, you sell a high-pressure pump in one of these, you can spend $12,000 fixing it because you need a new pump. You need all new injectors, new lines, new everything. So, yeah, the extended warranty, oh, that don't cover everything. Well, when you sold me the policy, it did. Is that false advertisement or is that lying? I sound like to me somebody told a little fib. Is that what they want to say? A little white lie? A little white lie that cost you a bunch in back pocket national? Well, I tell you what, these people wasn't happy about it. I don't think they're going back to that dealership anymore. I think they burned their bridges. But some of these dealers are promising so much, telling you, so, we don't want to sell you a car, liar, liar, pants on fire. We just we want to buy your car. Oh, I love those guys. And you see all these ads around town, we give 500 more than CarMax. I gave 2,500 more for a Carvette last year. Hey, get a second opinion. Go to my website, learntobuyandsellcars.com. Let me bid on your car. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly trucks, uh, vans. I've got a lot of 15-passenger vans right now, 16 low miles, about 12000 off of a new one with low miles. Cargo vans, about 10000 off what a new one will cost you with low miles. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff available. Just picked up an Impala for a good friend of mine last night. Delivered it to them. They love it. Way below what we expected. This market's down. I told you I predicted it. Even Man I'm Auction told me, said, Randy, you hit it right on the head. Well, that's the Holy Spirit. That's not me. The Holy Spirit tells me what's going on, leads me and guides me. He's he's opened the, the vision of my of me. You know, when I was a taker and, and didn't know Jesus Christ, I looked through a tunnel. It looked maybe about like looked look through a straw. You ever look through a straw? That was my vision. But when Jesus came into my life, the Holy Spirit opened my vision. Now I see I see 180 degrees at least. Now I don't have any eyes in the back of my head. That's for women and mothers. They, they can see every, every direction, but not me. You know, you ever did something behind your mother's back and she saw it. But I don't. But I do have a wide vision that I didn't have before. I see what's going on. I feel what's going on. The Holy Spirit gave me senses that I didn't have before. It's not me. This radio show's not me. I get on here, and I got a page full of notes, and I haven't even used any. It's because I get on here with prayer before this starts, and the Holy Spirit gives me direction of what to say, what to do. And the, the two shows last week, I had all all prepared. Man, I spent about two hours getting everything ready of what I was going to say and do, and didn't, do, didn't hardly use any of it. Well, I tell you what, what is going on in your life? Who's leading you and guiding you? Is self, or do you get any help? Is the Bible instruction book on life, instruction book how to be a husband or a wife, instruction book how to raise your kids? Well, I got news for you. There's instruction in there to how to buy a car. I even found a little bit in there this morning at 5 o'clock that I'm going to talk about on KSLR, 6.30 a.m., and that's kslr.com on the Internet, and I think there's an app. Mr. Wiley will tell me, I imagine, between the two shows. But, uh, you know, there's instructions book. Oh, that's, you know, there's so many people that wrote a book how to buy a car. And most of them are pretty close. But not all of them. And then, of course, when they write the book, it gets printed. And then things change. Just like, and I had a car dealer talk to me about it in San Antonio auction yesterday. And I'm going to bring it up right after the break. We're going to take a short break in just a couple of minutes. Don't forget my phone number here at the studio. There's no dumb questions. There's only the questions that you don't ask are dumb. But anyway, 210-308-8867. Give us a call. We'll talk about whatever your little heart desires. And 210-308-8867. This is Randy Adams, LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. 
Follow the easy process to describe in your car. I want to buy your car. I'll give you a figure on your car as long as you describe it right. I'll give that figure if we have to fix a few things. We deduct a little bit. Go to the other side of my website. Find your credit. Find your credit score, ftc.gov, ftc.gov. Talk to bank credit union. Make sure you got your credit all lined up. Uh, get it cleaned up. If it's not clean, it's got some issues, or if you need a little help mending your credit, fixing your credit, I've got a gentleman in Corpus that used to work for Dave Ramsey that would be glad to help you and assist you. He's the cheapest and the best I've found and the most honest. And there's some out there that will let your credit go down to the till you're in serious trouble and then try to help it, mend it, and fix it. Well, that's the wrong way to do that. And then shop, shop, shop. Find out what you want to buy. Talk to mechanic. Talk to body man. Talk to people that own it. Talk to your friends. Talk to everybody. And then get prepared. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. We'll be right back right after this message. Uh, tell your friends and neighbors to tune in to us. We love you, San Antonio. Hey, live longer. Forgive everybody. You're carrying that old baggage around. That's not good for you. Hey, the person you got ought against, they don't know and they don't care. You're the one stressing out. We got to get your head straight so you can make better decisions. Thank you, Bear. Thank you, Shema. Thank you, Bear. I mean, Mr. Michael uh, Payne. I tell you what, great opportunity here. I love you. 930 The Answer. Now, back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on 930 AM, The Answer. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams again. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. The lines are open, 210-308-8867. Give us a call. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I was talking about uh, one of the used car dealers that's been in the business over 30 years. And Alan was and I were talking, and he said, he told the assistant general manager at Mannheim Auction, see, Bill, this is Randy's show, and, and uh, uh, Mike said, no, but the other Mike has. And he said, well, man, he's hit it dead on the head. He said, man, we used to four-square four everybody, but he's right. Four-square is now on steroids. Hey, they've stepped it up. Oh, yeah, they're ready for you. Hey, they they already know that when you email them or you call them, they set you up. They figure out wh who you are, what you can afford. They get enough questions and answers put together. They talk to their closers. They talk to their managers. Hey, they spend the time when you email them or call them. Hey, they record your calls. Hey, remember, they record even in the office. You, just in case you and your wife are discussing the deal, they might be tapped in listening to what you have to say. I've been in dealerships that they were listening to what the husband and wife have to say, and they're standing there getting ready. Hey, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to say. She's in control. She's making the decisions. You need to sell her, not him, or he's in control. You need to sell. Hey, she's following along. Hey, get in agreement with her. They, Hey, they know all the tricks, all the ways to do it. And little old you walking in there on Saturday morning, oh, man, let's, honey, let's go buy us a new car. Boy, you're ready, willing, and able to walk in there. But you're not cool, calm, collected, confident, knowing what you're doing. That's what this show's all about, giving you the little secrets, explaining to you the worst investment we can make on earth is buying an automobile. Hey, they lose money. They lose value. They eat money. They cost insurance, upkeep, maintenance, breakage. It just keeps going on and on and on. And, oh, Lord, please make it worth something when I make that last payment. And then when you make the last payment, who gives you the desire to buy another one? Is it the devil or what? I don't know. The devil made me do it. Remember uh, the comedian used to say, oh, man, the devil made me do it. Come on in here, son. Let me sell you a new car. You know, you're out of payments, and it's time to get you some new payments. Man, have I got a deal for you. And everybody's got a Christmas deal right now. Have you ever noticed that? Man, the TV and the radio people get rich during Christmas. Why? Is it because we got too much stuff, too many Things laying around. Have you lost reasons to buy something? Oh, man, give me an excuse to buy a new car. Oh, 
The sun's out. I don't know. It's cloudy. Oh, Christmas, honey, I need to buy you a new truck. You ever heard of that? And the worst thing in the world is divorced women trying to get them a new husband or boyfriend, and they go out and buy them a hot rod. I've seen that. Can you imagine that? Hey, honey, fall in love with me. I'll buy you a new hot rod. Yeah. Well, come on, ladies. I've, I've got, and I've seen that happen a bunch, a bunch. And go out and buy your boyfriend a new car, a Harley Davidson. Friend of mine's wife bought his, her boyfriend a Harley Davidson and used all her money that was a settlement out of divorce. How crazy is that? Man, buy a brand new $20,000 Harley, and then a year later it's worth $10,000, and hey, he probably took it with him. She was probably crazy enough to put the title in his name. Who knows? I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something. I've seen it happen. Do we use excuses to buy stuff? Do we need to find the excuse instead of making a better decision, understanding exactly what our needs are, getting our desires out of the way, the pride, greed, keeping up with the Joneses, the selfishness? Oh, man. You know, oh, you see all these commercials? I bought my wife a new Lexus. Oh, golly, isn't that wonderful? I bought my wife a new Mercedes. Well, hey, the guy that bought the Lexus did a lot better job than Mercedes, in my opinion. Oh, the BMW. Oh, man. I still like the Lexus. If you're going to do it, do it the right way. Don't go stumbling in there. And, you know, If you're going to use that excuse to buy a new car, buy the right one at least. You know, a Ford and can't afford. There's two kinds of cars, a Ford and can't afford. And, man, them can't afford will cost you. But buy one that will last. Buy one that's got some resale value. Buy one that don't break every other month. Get something that's solid. That's why this LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com, we try to help you. But if you're going to use that excuse, take my advice and do whatever your little heart desires. Hey, maybe your wife, does, she needs a new car, and she deserves a new car. I don't want to get in the middle of that fight, that's for sure. But, you know, if you're waiting for Christmas, that's a good idea. That's why they sell so many cars in December. Maybe you waited, you needed it, you thought about buying it in July. Why not get a 17? Yeah, you made a better decision than trying to get one in July. You know, and I'm not sure there's any great deals floating around right now in the new vehicles. There's a lot of incentives, a lot of money off. You know, there's a lot of advertisement. But I'm not that other guy on the radio station that gets paid by these dealers big time every month to convince you to go buy a new car, and that's the only way to go, and he don't get you prepared. You're a preferred customer. Oh, yeah, and a VIP. Just like I told you, little lady used to be in my Bible study, Randy, you're too busy. I'm, I could, Call me. I'm never too busy. Call me. And she didn't. She went, she said, well, I got a preferred, I was a preferred customer, and I had this VIP card, and I just thought they would take care of me. And I went in there to buy this, and they sold me that, and I thought I was going to spend this, and I spent that. And they spun me around, and time I got through signing the contract, got out the door, got at home, number one, I realized I didn't buy what I wanted to buy. Number two, I was spending 150 a month more than what I was intending to spend a month. Number three, I don't know what they gave me for my trade. I said, okay. She said, and oh, yeah, we had this minor accident. And so after the minor accident, we got it fixed, and I took it back to the dealership to try to trade it in, and they didn't want to hardly give me anything for it. I said, the same dealership that said you were a preferred customer and a VIP? Yeah. They said it had an accident report on it and that they you know, they couldn't take it and trade. I had a guy tell me the other day that he called and that they were trying to sign him up and he had to make a commitment and he had to tell them what he'd give per month. Here we go again, four square on steroids. He had to make a commitment on his payment before they could give him a trade allowance. Now, excuse me. Wouldn't that trade allowance affect the payment? He said, no, they, 
and they didn't give appraisals on weekends, but I needed to sign the contract. I said, I hope you weren't that stupid. He said, no. He said, they had me so mixed up, I couldn't make a decision. So I, I remember you said these boots are made for walking. I looked down at my cowboy boots, and I walked out. I said, hallelujah, you did something right. Now he said, well, what were they trying to do? They couldn't give me a figure on a trade-in on a weekend. I said, man, that's a new story for me. I said, man, that's going to make a great radio story. I said, that fits in on the four squares on, on steroids. I said, here they're trying to make you commit on a payment. Don't tell you what your trade's worth. Did they give you the months? They didn't say 48, mean 84. You know, they got the figures reversed. He said, man, I, I just couldn't get them to give me a solid answer. He said, my, he said, to tell you the truth, my wife is the one that told me, to, let's get out of here. I said, well, sounds like to me you had a good third baseman there. I said, now, what are you trying to do? And he told me. I said, well, why are you trying to trade? Well, here we go again. I was in it, to, got my truck serviced, and they told me that, it uh, motors getting weak. Do do mechanics put fear in people's relationships with their vehicle? You don't think they won't? I got a lady three years ago that's a good friend of my wife. I don't even know her name. I'm sorry. I hope she's not listening. <laughs> anyway, I told her. I said, and the Lord told me, said, tell her if she ever needs any help, give her some help. I told him, I said, here's my phone number. If you ever needed help on a car, call me. Well, she called me. I'm at my Toyota dealership, and they tell me I need a new motor. I said, is it smoking? She said, no. I said, does it run? She said, yeah. I said, is it knocking real loud? She said, no. I said, open the door, put your emergency brake on, make sure it's in park, start it up, and kind of hold your phone outside of the door and race the motor up a little bit. She did. I said, well, drive it over here in New Braunfels. Oh, they told me it won't make it to New Braunfels. I said, what? She said, yeah, I need a new motor. They want $10,000 for a new motor. I said, sound like me and make it. Come on this way. She said, oh, well, what if it breaks down? I said, hey, I got a tow dolly. I'll come over and pick you up and drag you in. She said, you sure? I said, yeah. Well, she drove it to New Braunfels. I checked this car out. Wasn't nothing wrong with it. A, a, a mechanic told her she needed a motor. That was three years ago. Her son's driving the car today. She gave it to him. She saved her money and worked hard at it and listened to my show. I hope it's not this morning because I can't tell you her name. But anyway, and so she ended up buying a new car. We got her in the right car, right situation, everything the way it should have been. But will a mechanic put fear? I got a man that's got... Mechanic told him he needed a transmission in his car. I told him what to put in the transmission. It's still fine. That was six months ago. I mean, these mechanics will tell you whatever they want to tell you. I mean, some of them get off off base a little bit. So you need a second opinion. Just like when you're selling your car. Hey, if you need, like I told you, 15 passenger vans, if you've got a daycare, if you've got a hotel, if you need to move people around, I've got some great deals on 15 passenger vans. I've got some great cargo vans to work out of. In fact, I just picked up a bunch of used ones. Um, i got all kinds of stuff available. So give us a call, 830-625-7159. It's 830-625-7159. Or go to learntobuyandsellcars.com or listen to the 9 o'clock show on KSLR. I'll give you my mobile. That's the only show I put my mobile out. I give it to those listeners. Uh, I'm blessed to be on that that station. I tell them, oh, don't touch that dial. You got a used car dealer amongst these preachers. I'm all right, really. So they, hang on. We're going to talk about the Bible. We're going to talk about your what you expect out of a dealer, what you expect out of yourself. What do you expect out of a vehicle? What do you expect that thing to talk to you? Well, it does. But, I mean, yeah, things are getting a little scary out there. Siri will really scare you sometimes. She'll give you an answer you can't believe. You think she's human, and you think there's a little lady in there in that phone. Well, these cars are getting that way, and someday I guess we won't be driving them. 
Hey, and that's pretty good because I've seen the way some people drive. They need we need somebody else driving besides them. You ever seen that? I seen a lady in a new Mercedes the other day run a stop sign, and I mean the stop sign's there, but she got a new car. She, I'm on her road. She's special. She has a new Mercedes. I thought to myself, lady, in about two years from now, when you're trying to fix that dude, you're going to love it. Anyway, he's going to be in the shop. You're going to love every bit of it. But she flat runs stop sign. Is it because I'm driving an 04 Grand Marquis that I, I didn't have the privilege of her? I mean, I'm standing there watching, but I could tell this lady. She had a grin on her face because she has that new Mercedes. She just flat run through that stop sign. If I pulled out, she'd have hit me, you know. And the best part about it, she wasn't going too fast, so it wouldn't have hurt me. But anyway, I didn't used to get no accident when I needed to be in one. Uh, do you feel special in your ride? You think your ride's so cool that everybody ought to be getting out of your way? Oh, we all, hey, yeah, we all pay taxes. We all own these roads together, I guess, or they give us the opportunity to drive on. But are you so special that your ride's the best that we need to get out of your way? I tell you what, some of these people, I don't know what they're thinking about when they're driving. And I still love the guy that gets out of his Maserati and he puts his elbow and it looks around to see if anybody sees him getting out of his special car. Well, I got news for you. When, the only time I want to be special is when it's time to go to heaven. And I'm going to tell you something. I've explained that on KSLR. I know 17 near-death experiences. And when somebody says you're going to live forever, we don't understand that sometimes. But what you're absorbing from me right now, you're absorbing this message. My spirit feels 20. My body feels, feels over 60, but my spirit feels 20. And your spirit feels 20. That's what's going to live forever because near-death experienced people, their spirits stayed alive when medical society said they were dead. The doctors said they were dead. They thought they were dead. There were no heartbeat, no blood flow. But I've realized through these 17 people who two, two of them went to hell. Let me tell you something. They went to hell and their lives changed. The other 15 went to heaven. That's what's going to live forever. That spirit that you're absorbing right now is going to live forever. Where do you want it to live? If I stuck a blowtorch under your arm, would you feel that? Your, hey, your spirit would. Do you want to live like that for the rest of your life, or do you want to be in the presence of the Lord and presence of Christians? Angels? I'm going to tell you, 15 people experienced it. I have not experienced it, but I've experienced knowing them. I've experienced to see them, put their stories together, understand what's going on. And I'm going to tell you, it'll make a difference in your life. How are you living? How are you explaining? What do you expect? Are you studying your life, your example? Does anybody want to be like you? Is there anybody in the world want to be like you? Maybe you're not living your life the right example. Maybe you need to turn your life over to Jesus Christ and get that meanness out of you, the rage. Let me tell you something. I'm going to talk about it next year. Hey, anger is an addiction. I lived that way. I understood it. I can talk about it. Rage is an addiction. I lived that way. I understand it. I can talk about it. Selfishness, man, I'm going to tell you something. I wasn't addicted on drugs. I was addicted on myself. And that's why I'm this here today. I'm here to get you to examine your purchases, examine your thoughts, examine your expectations, examine your needs, your family needs. Examine what decisions you make today. Some of them you can't, you can't turn back around. Some of them have got control of you. You're making payments for the next 84 months. And we, we don't want to commit to somebody for life. We don't want to commit to a friendship. We don't want to commit to a relationship. But we'll, relate, we'll commit to a car and a banker for 84 months. Where is your last purchase? Hey, if you can afford it, hey, buy a $150,000 car. That's fine. I'm just trying to explain to you what you're doing, what that purchase is going, how long is it going to last, what's it going to be worth in three, five, seven years down the road.
and they're talking about 120 payments. We'll have a new president time 120 payments get paid off. We'll be doing something else. Technology will blow past us, and your old car that you just bought that's got a 120-month payment be far so far out of date. Nobody will want it. Well, I take that back. We'll we'll change it up, fix it up. I still love old cars. Oh, man. And the man sent me pictures of a 55 Chevy two-door sedan. Oh, it is gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful car. Hey, I just looked at a Bronco, I mean a Blazer yesterday, four-wheel drive Blazer 72. Really neat, neat unit. Just bought a 53 Chevy pickup. I'm still buying, selling old cars because I love them. It's my hobby. I, I don't price them up. I want them to come back. Um, got a man trying to buy a 02 T-Bird from me with low miles, black T-Bird. And we were talking about it yesterday. And he said, you know, I want a toy. I can afford it. He's got the money. He said, I just want something to enjoy a little while and won't lose much money. I said, if you take care of it, it should, you know, keep its value. But I've seen these lately really go up a little bit. I mean, there's a chance we don't know about the future on what automobiles are going to be worth, except we do know that late models are going to get cheaper. You know, we're we're talking about new cars going down, not old cars. We don't know. Hey, old trucks have jumped up. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Man, I mean, trucks we old trucks like this 53 Chevrolet, we sell them for two, three grand. I sent one to a guy in uh, Arizona. He spent 60000 building it the way he wanted. I sold it to him for three grand, and he shipped it to Arizona and loved it. But he wanted to be productive. He wanted to make it better. He wanted to build it the way he wanted it. Now, it's going to keep most of that value in that deal, and he's got the car of his dreams, and he can afford it. Gets back, what can you afford? What man makes breaks? Money, what's it going to be worth someday? We don't understand everything that's going on, and I surely don't. I'm blessed to know that the Holy Spirit's leading me and guiding me and giving me direction every day. But what what is going on in your life pertains to you. You've got to dig it out of yourself. I can give you examples. I can give you direction. I can show you where you need to go. But let me tell you something. It all starts with you, with your relationships with who. Who runs your life? Who runs your decisions? Who helps you make decisions? So, I mean, I'm here to lead you and guide you. Be your mentor. Give you examples. Tell you what's going on. But it really gets down to you. What is messing your mind up? What's thinking? What's slowing your thinking down? What's in your head? Do you want a clear head? Or you want one of them that's boxed up, full up, every direction? and not knowing what's going on in this world? Have you ever made a decision you wish you hadn't? You ever made a purchase that you regret? Ever ever bought that old car and your wife said, Honey, go ahead and buy it. You worked so hard. And about six months later, she says, Oh, man, I told you you shouldn't have bought it. Hey, you the one told me to buy it. I work hard. Well, I was just trying to make you happy. Is that is that what we're trying to do? Or do we always, can we tell the truth sometimes? Are we always trying to sugarcoat everything? Hey, because let me tell you something. When you walk in these dealerships, hey, they'll help you buy one real quick. They'll help you buy more than you can afford. Hey, they don't have to make them payments. They can get whatever they can get. They use your your income, and they figure out what the most payment. They can get financed. They can get all the money on. And when you make that steroid four-square decision, and I'm telling you, that's before, that's as you walk in the door. I'm going to tell you, they're ready to put a four-square on you as you're walking in the door. Now, I teach you, get price. To talk to another dealer. He went with his wife to buy a new vehicle. He'd been in the car business a long time. But he wanted to make sure she did it and did it right. She could stroke a check for the vehicle she was buying. She knew exactly what she was buying. He worked with her. He understood the system. He worked for four squares before and ever in spinners. He'd been everywhere. And so they went in there. She knew exactly what she was going to buy. She got the exact price she wanted. She got an F and I. She told them, no, no, no. They got down to the last thing. They said, we can get you 1.65 because you got excellent credit. Do you want to use your money? Or do you want to do something else? 
She ended up financing it because she got 1.65. She left the avenue of her cash available. She left her banking available. She left everything available, and she set it aside. She has the money in the bank. She can do something. She happened to be a business owner. She can use that cash for something. She can use her line of credit for something. you got to look at all the options. Yes, the dealer got a, a finder's fee, and that picked him up a little bit of money because she's got excellent credit, And there's, but that's good. Dealer makes to make money. We don't want dealers to go busted. We want them to make money. We just don't want you to get ripped off. We want you to make sure you make the best purchase at the best price for your situation, your lifestyle, your needs, your budget. But that's what we want. Hey, you let a real estate man make $6,000 for just putting your, your property up for sale, and, and they, somebody else sells it, and everybody chops up to 6000 And you're talking about $300,000 piece of property. That's a lot of money. Well, a dealer needs to make 5 6 8%. We want them to make money, we, but there's dealers out there that try to make 30 40 50% on you. That's where you don't need to be. Yes, you want to be the right decisions. Yes, you want them, you know, just like that lady, finance that at 1.65. That's almost free money. There is some free money floating around. But if a dealership will give away the farm, give away cash, give away the first three to five months, no payments, that's because they can't sell the cars. Hey, they, they're not going to give nothing away if they can't get the deal done. Hey, yeah, they're advertising right now, five months, no payments. Hey, we remember when Mitsubishi did a year of no payments, and the people after 11 months went and bought new cars because their credit wasn't bad because they wasn't delinquent on that car. Mitsubishi got all those cars back. Mitsubishi has a tough time selling cars. Some of these dealerships, if they're trying to give it away, they're in the same boat. This is Randy Adams. Thank you, San Antonio. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. Be sure and check out my website. Give me a call. I want to buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Whatever you got for sale. Hey, let me give you a second opinion. My phone number at my office is 830-625-7159. I'm going to be on KSLR in, in one hour from now. Tune us in at 630 a.m or kslr.com tell your friends and neighbors to tune in to us it's a different show gonna be a little more different god bless you san antonio thank you i love you three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.